It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Postcast, where tonight the Utah Jazz fall on the wrong side of a 27-1 run by the Denver Nuggets and lose their third straight. Nikola Jokic down the clutch, Jordan Clarkson's flurry, but none of it was enough as the Jazz lose it tonight by the final score of 106-100. We'll be breaking it down on Postcast. Postcast is brought to you by the store at 6200 South and 20th East. Stop by and visit the store. Also available for you at the gateway that Ron is sitting on his chair. I'm sitting down. I'm short, not this short, but that's the way it looks. Ron Boone, what do you got tonight? Well, it, it's, um, it was an exciting fourth quarter. The Jazz you know, put together good runs strictly behind Clarkson's play, but I thought it was, you know, a Typical. We've seen these Tampa ball games in the NBA many, many times, where teams uh, go on a run and then there's a run made by another team and get themselves back in it. I was just pleased with the Jazz that because they could have just given up. Uh, obviously, Clarkson was the the key to what was going on out there on the floor for the Jazz putting themselves back in the basketball game. But you know, I, it just uh, I don't want to say typical basketball game, but we've seen this before. Well, the storyline during the Jazz hot streak was that they weren't playing good teams. Here they are suddenly going to play good teams, and they're not winning. Does this negate some of what we saw out of the Jazz in that hot streak? I, I think it negates a little bit uh, because now the adjustment the Jazz have to make to what's being thrown at them now, and, and I think they have the personnel to, to, to get that done. Uh, we knew that it was going to, the, this stretch was going to be tough. I didn't think we would lose three in a row, but uh, now it just puts in perspective on how – strong the Western Conference is right now. Jazz lose to the Rockets without Harden, Capella, and Westbrook. They lose to the Spurs without Aldridge, and they lose to the Nuggets tonight without Jamal Murray, without Gary Harris, without Paul Millsap. How disconcerting is it that all three of these teams we've lost to were missing major players? Well, I think from a fan standpoint and probably from, you know, uh, maybe some that you're thinking, oh, boy, the, the Jazz aren't really that good because look at those star players that are out. If those players were playing, it would have been a different basketball game because their style of play is a lot different. In particular, you just take an example with the Houston Rockets, you know, whereas James Harden is, has the ball in his hand 60% of the time in that, in that offense. And so you gear your defense a little bit different, uh, and the Jazz just what, was not ready for what the Houston Rockets threw at them. Uh, tonight... Uh, Probably the same thing with the way the San Antonio Spurs played them. I mean, those are the adjustments that Jazz will look at film, uh, and, and they'll have to make those adjustments in order to beat teams like that. Because as we mentioned before the ball game started here, you know, uh, things travel in the NBA. I mean, there's, okay, this worked against the Jazz. We're going to try it there as well. So. The funny thing is the Jazz are playing teams without key players. And in weird ways, every night it seems as though that somehow works to the other one's advantage, which is strange. But tonight, instead of Jamal Murray or Gary Harris, who's a pretty good defensive player, Torrey Craig, who's their best defensive player, is guarding Donovan Mitchell. And really, he's the story of the night. 13 points, 11 rebounds, an assist, a steal, two blocks, 36 minutes. He's their Royce O'Neal. He was great, and he completely knocked Donovan out of the game. He really did. I think with him, he's six seven, right? Uh, yeah, he's six foot seven, and and that kind of bothered Donovan. I think he's he's very quick of uh, 
good footwork and all that kind of stuff. But, yeah, I think that really bothered Donovan as well. Probably the the best Donovan's been challenged, I think, in, in boy, in, in a couple of months, anyway, defensively, but because he has really had the hot hand. He's really been playing very, very well. So, uh, And then someone six foot seven just made it difficult for him. Nikola Jokic is the best post late game clutch player. Chris Paul's right up there with him. But more game winners, more clutch plays, three point shooting to boot. And when this game got close late, they went to him on three straight possessions. He answered all three. He, he did. I mean, he is just a solid basketball player. I mean, he's complete. He can do it all. He passes well. He shoots the basketball well. Free throws are good. He can shoot the three. I mean, what's not to like about him? He had one stretch, David, in the first part of the of the month of, of January where he was averaging 30, uh, 10, and 11 rebounds, six and a half assists, and, and he just went on a tear. And all that was done under 30 minutes of basketball game. So he was, he's, he's been on fire and obviously an all-star like Rudy Gobert. He's excited about that. But he, he's just a solid basketball player. Jordan Clarkson brings the Jazz back single-handedly. 37 points, 22 of them in the fourth quarter. What did you see from Jordan? Well, I saw him uh, just take over the basketball game, something we've seen Donovan do you know, all season long. And, and Jordan uh, was hot. Uh, he just got to the point where he, everything he threw up he thought was going. I think he took 14 shots here in the fourth quarter, made eight of them and, and played the entire fourth quarter. Yeah, he played 12 minutes in that fourth quarter. And, Four for six from the three-point line. So when when you get hot like that, you shoot to your to your knot. And Quinn left him in there, and he, he gave the Jazz a chance to win it. I thought the most interesting thing to me in this game was in the first half, Jokic looked really uncomfortable. He's had this bad stretch against Rudy over the years. The third quarter, he came out and just finally asserted himself on the game. Uh, and I think Rudy, as you mentioned, bothered him early in the ball game. But boy, yeah. I just can't imagine holding a guy like that down for, for 30 minutes or 33 minutes. What did he play tonight he, for 34, 35 minutes? I just can't imagine with that kind of talent, you know, holding a guy down like that. And, and Rudy did a great job. Uh, obviously, Rudy's job is a lot more than just defending Jokic. He has to defend the basket and, and, and rebound and, uh, for this team there as well. But uh, one of, probably one of the better basketball games he's had against Rudy throughout his career. So the Jazz lose their third straight. They head to Portland. Mike Conley will play in that game, and the Jazz can start to try to get this team back into its groove, get it rolling a little bit, uh, and move forward in that one against Dame Lillard, C.J. McCollum, and the Portland Trailblazers. Jazz fall tonight. Final score, 106-100. This has been Postcast. Rejecting the screen has been retweeted by Kobe, Dame Lillard, and Vince Carter. So it's fair to say you should give it a shot. I'm Noah Kozlov. And I'm Adam Stanko. Rejecting the screen hits your feed every Tuesday and Thursday. On Tuesday, we talk hoops and a little bit of life. On Thursday, we go ISO with a guest. Stories from anyone and everyone who has touched the NBA with tales we promise you've never heard before. Find Rejecting the Screen right now wherever you get podcasts and hit that subscribe button.